Hi, everyone. I'm your host, Emma Burgage. And I'm your co-host, Jose Camacho. Whether you're a player or a coach, or you're just passionate about what you do and you want to be the best at it, this is the amazing podcast for you. Today's episode is sponsored by MatchSet. MatchSet is an amazing company that provides players with incredible equipment and apparel. With MatchSet, equipment does matter and they make sure it won't slow you down. Use code TENNISWITHEMMA to get 10% of Match Tennis today. Hello everyone, welcome to a new episode of the Amazing Tennis Podcast. So excited to be back and yeah, Emma's going to do the intro for our amazing guest today. <laughs> amazing podcast, amazing guest. Today we have Coach Farshad with us and uh, I am honestly, I just recorded this for my story, I'm really excited to have you on today. Um, he is, he has so much experience. You have over 23 years of coaching experience and for the past years you've served as a director of a 12 and under programming at Pro World Tennis Academy um, and then you have a lot of experience with juniors with top juniors mm -hmm. developing their game from scratch doing doing what you love empowering their lives and shaping their game from from the beginning of their tennis journey which is so so special in my opinion but we'll we'll talk about that later. Anyways, thank you so much for oh, thank today. you for having me. Thank you for having me. I, I'm so excited. I'm Good. so excited. Good. It's I'm so really cool. excited. He's actually so excited. This is the first guest that we get that it's like so natural. They're like yes. most people are like either nervous, nervous. or they're like just a little tight and everything. Uh, no, I mean I'm I'm ready for this. <laughs> or maybe <laughs> he's faking it very well. No, no, he's doing. He looks you excited. Got, you got to do it. You got to just give it all you got. That's exactly. It. Exactly. Yeah. It's good vibes. Good energy. Tell us, um, tell us your story where, yeah. you know, tell us your story at the <laughs> way you it want short. it. I'll keep the it way, short. Yeah, keep it short. I'll keep it short. <laughs> um, I started playing at 12 and a half. Um, I, I cried the whole time. I was like, I didn't want to do this at all. I thought tennis was a horrible sport. Really? Yeah, I mean, you know, none of the kids that I knew actually were playing tennis. Mm. So I was like, okay, um, I'll try it out. After the first day, though, I was like hooked. It was just, uh, it was engaging, it was stimulating. I was like, it was, it was athletic, it was artistic, it was tactical. Um, and then I just became obsessed, literally from that day, I was just obsessed. Um, and then, funny enough, so I wasn't, I didn't have a, a lot of, I wasn't privileged when I was growing up, right? So my thought process was like, how am I gonna get, how am I gonna learn the most in the most efficient manner? So actually after like six months, of training, uh, I started coaching. I started volunteering just so I can get court time. Wow. And that was probably, the, that was like the best decision ever. Uh, because ultimately, just being around coaches and listening, you just start figuring things out and you start, um, and we all know like coaching is, we got, uh, we got the, we became the best versions of ourselves as we were coaching. You start learning, you're like, okay, well, that worked, that didn't work. And automatically your game starts getting better. Like I got, I don't know about you guys, I got better as I coached. Right. For sure. Right? So that was the biggest, biggest changer. And then right around 15, I got my first private client, uh, Luca Corintelli, who went on to be uh, top 35 in an uh, ITF. Wow. Yeah, amazing kid, amazing family. Zaza, shout out to Zaza, his father, amazing. Uh, Luca, amazing. 
Uh, you amazing. have to say it. Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. I was thinking about that while you were saying it. And that actually will come around to that, but ultimately it's <clears throat> the parents, they really provide the structure, the character, luckily, hopefully, uh, which makes our jobs easier. Right. Um, so I'll go back to that later. But but ultimately, I went on and I became um, the junior director at um, at a swimming tennis club mm. where I worked with Othman Garma, who went on to work with Sloan Stevens when she won her first Grand Slam. Um, and I mean, we were best friends. And ultimately, uh, I moved to I had my 12 and under academy in Virginia with Michael Harper. Shout out to Michael. And ultimately, uh, we had an amazing group of like five, six-year-olds, like 14, five, and six-year-olds. And we took them from scratch. And by the time they were nine, 10 years old, we had seven boys and seven girls in the top eight simultaneously. Wow. Right? And you really recognize, you're like, man, if I get kids from absolute scratch, the level of impact you can have mm. and a clear line, like a clear path of their progression right. is so much easier to manage. Right. You know, we could talk about that as well. But then ultimately, um, I got a phone call from um, from Pro World and decided to come to Florida where, where you know, you want to swim with the sharks, right? So I was like, I'm going to come to Florida yeah. and see if, if I can do the same thing, replicate the same thing we did in Virginia, right. but in Florida. And here I am. That's great. Do you feel like... Because you mentioned you, you get better at you get better the more you coach, right? And you learn a lot. Do you ever feel like I don't know how much you've been able to train like for your personal mm -hmm. improvement? Do you feel like also training with another coach or train like joining a clinic or playing with? Do you also become a better coach? Because I've had this experience before in which sometimes my me learning things firsthand, right? Mm -hmm. I feel like it helps you be a better teacher, right? Because you kind of feel the other side, you know. I feel like we're sometimes so much on the other side of the net as a coach that changing your position and being like, I'm the one that's being taught and then this works for me and just giving that a try for someone else. Have you ever, has that ever happened yeah, to you? Yeah, I think, I think both sides are very important. I think both sides are very important. I think, um, I think the issue of only being one side where you're getting coached, you, if you're lucky enough to have a great communicator, a great right. coach, then that's great. Right. However, if you don't, then you don't have the perspective. Right. But when you try to coach and what you're trying to say, I mean, if you're open minded, I think that's very key for coaches, because if you blame your student, then you're not learning at all. Right. Right. But if you just say, listen, this is where my student is and I know where I want to take them. And now the bridge, I have to bridge that gap. Right. And then you just say, OK, OK, if it doesn't work, then I got to I got to change. Right. And that makes you better and better. Right. However, if you're working with a co with a coach and they're helping you. It, it's still only it's one-sided mm. right everybody is so different right right so it's like the struggles you're going with working on working through is not the same as you right the way i communicate with you is not the same as you mm. it can be but the odds are there's gonna be a little right. difference right, right? Yeah. and the more you do it the more you kind of become you kind of get that feel yeah yeah, yeah it's completely different personalities like you're really grumpy people with like emotional issues and stuff like that and just really chill. Why are you pointing? Nice. Oh no, it was just an example. Oh, like really, really nice guys oh, that are yes. just like super chill, super coachable. Sure, sure. You always get those difficult um, people. You Why do you keep pointing at her? Um, <laughs> the door is that way? No, but no, that's God. a great point. That's a great point. 
can we, like, I'm really grumpy because I barely had any sleep, so please be careful. I'm in dangerous water. <laughs> you really are. So. That's why you're over here. <laughs> so, okay. Um, I want to talk about um, developing fundamentals, mm -hmm. which I, okay, and Jose as well, we love working with 10 and under mm -hmm. kids and developing their game, developing their love for the game. I think that's really important. But like from your experience, obviously amazing experience, you developed so many great juniors and from scratch, I feel like I have so many questions running through my head right now. Like in your opinion, what is the most important thing let's say for a five or a six year old that's starting out is it technique mm -hmm. is it footwork is it love for ten like what what is the number one or top three are you ready to immerse yourself in the world of beauty wellness and self-care look no further rejuvenate is a medical spa in south florida that offers a wide range of beauty and health improving treatments and therapies Their goal and aim is to improve your quality of life and ensure a healthy glow on your skin. Make sure to check their social media and to visit their location here in South Florida today. Yeah, great question, great question. Um, it's, it's not technique. I know everyone thinks I'm going to say that, but it's not at all. It's, it, all start, it all starts from the mind, right? So, I mean, we have to, I think, so when I was, when I was a younger coach and parents didn't trust me, at a younger age, right? Makes sense. They were like, if, if I'm, you're talking to the kids, they think, oh, I'm not paying you to talk to my kids. I'm paying you to teach them tennis. But what you don't re what, what the parents don't realize is those conversations are the most impactful, right? right? Because you're, you're, I tell people all the time, I was like, if someone makes something look easier than you think, you have to change the way you think to make it easier, right? So it's like, the, if you change their minds on how they process information, ultimately everything becomes exponentially easier. Right. Yeah. Right? It's like, because um, we, we try to teach these kids these, these, these concepts, these abstract concepts for them, mm -hmm. new concepts. They've been on earth for a couple of years. Like, what are, we, what are we teaching them, right? <laughs> Instead of changing their thought process, which is actually the easiest way to do things. Right, right. Right? Mm -hmm. We spend so much time teaching them these physical things, which are important. And I'm not saying they're not. I'm saying that that we must change the mind as well as the, as in conjunction with the body. The problem is their bodies take time to develop. Right. The majority of these techniques, these more complex forehands, backhands, serves, overheads, I mean, their bodies are not even prepared to do it. Mm. And we know that, but then we say, okay, well, we're, but we're gonna spend time working on it, which is important. However, their mind can evolve much faster than their bodies can. Right. So if we spend time, not the whole class, but a portion of the class, I, I try in the beginning of every class to have some type of conversation that kind of sets the tone because, you know. Um, But like what? What do you mean by conversation? Give, give us an example. Well, it depends on the age, right? Okay. So let's say we have a six-year-old boy that, or, or, or a six-year-old girl that started six months ago yeah so i mean the conversation will be a lot more surface level but it'll be about being being excited let's go you know it's very much more much more fundamental but as they as they mature and it all depends on like i said their parents right their ability to communicate what they understand i mean these are all foundational elements right so if they don't have a 
large vocabulary, you can only speak, you only, you're limited, Yeah. right? But for example, the kids that we're working with at Pro World, uh, I mean, amazing, love them all. Shout out to, to the babies, I love them. <laughs> but um, I mean, I show the motivational videos, Kobe Bryant, you, you show them the best because they don't understand. Like, oh, if you ask any kid at any program, at least a high level program, you would assume that the second you ask them, hey, what do you want, I wanna be a professional. They have no clue what that means. <laughs> Right. Right? You know, it's like when Jay-Z's like, um, don't focus, or was it Kobe? I forget, honestly. But it was like, it was like, don't focus on the end result. Focus on what it took to get there. The journey. Right? The journey. I mean, we say it's cliche, but the yes. reality is, but the reality is, if you at least open the, your, the eyes of the kids to, it is a journey. Yeah. We say it, but yeah. we, we show them. Yeah. Look, look at Steph Curry missing shots. Yeah. It happened, but it, but it's a process because... Some might not know them, yeah. but you have to open their eyes to the greats. How can you become great and have no understanding of what greatness even looks like? Right. Yes. Yeah. Right. I like what you said though. Like, I haven't never thought about it like that. Like sometimes, like their mind is naturally simple, and then maybe the coach is the one that yeah. we're, we're in this complicated yeah. world yeah. and we're trying to like shove it in. That, you know what I mean? And it's we're, we're complicated more for them than they're not. Than maybe they, they can take in. Right. It's it's too Absolutely. much for them. And I Absolutely. had I had lessons this morning also all of them like with really little kids they were with Lucas like six five she's six six David uh, it's like another kids like eight, eight. Uh, so they're real they're all young kids and it's funny because I had two girls that are a little bit older and they're much better players like they're they're kind of competitive level and then I start out, like it took me a while when I started working with Emma how like smaller kids improve like this when it's fun and they're ha like having fun, their focus is just goes out the roof, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's really good. Once you start getting a little like talkative or you start getting technical, yeah. you start starting with the drills. Like yeah, you're gonna you're gonna like uh, extend and brush the like you lose them, you sure. lose them completely. And then the older kids, you, I mix in a little bit of that, but it, it, the work needs to be done. They're, I think they're old enough. They're at an age that they understand technique. They they're not, they don't love it, but they respond well to it. Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So what you said, like kind of like keeping it simple for each age, especially the younger ones, is huge. Well, you just have to know there's a progression, right? So it's like, yeah, this is my goal, but this is where they are. You can't try to coach like yeah, I'm, of course. The most probably the the most important um, way of looking at any type of, any person you're even interacting with, mm -hmm. right? It's like that's this is who they are, and if I'm looking to get them to there, still start where they are. Right, yeah. right. Still start where they are, right? It's like, for example, we're doing this podcast. This is where you are, and you're gonna keep getting better and better and better. But to not judge where you are, it's just to observe it and understand and keep getting better. Right. Like Mr. B said, he was like, uh, until you've done 100, 100 videos and tried to get better every single time, why are you even expecting anything? Yeah, yeah. No, this is great. A lot of, a lot of good content here for reals. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> That's all I'm thinking about right now because you're talking really like some good, good talking points. Okay, this is important to me because I get asked by a lot of parents, and then like parents get worried about like where their kids are mm -hmm. in you know in their uh, development. When is the technique important? Okay. Um, okay. Let's talk first. Okay, okay. When is the technique important? By what age? 
do you focus on that? Can you like, I can't see, I can't see. <laughs> I'm so scared of you when you're touching me, I'm like, Just move terrified. this way a little bit. I, I have to lead this I don't want to look shorter though. Why do I want to move back? I'm it's okay, I'll be like this. No, but like, <laughs> like when, like I have a nine-year-old that's, yep. okay, that's struggling, I'm not gonna say the name, but they're struggling with her forehead, mm -hmm. right? And it's like, okay, we keep working on her forehead, but it's like, something is off and you can't figure it out. Mm -hmm. Like you think you figure it out, but you're not there. So when is the technique important? Okay, great question. Thank um, you. It, it's, <laughs> it's funny, right? It's like, it, it seems like a complex issue, but the more you dive deeper, it's, it's more simple, right? Okay. And so you look at the player, you say, okay, well, are there any, okay. It all starts eyes, mind, feet, hands, right? So eyes, mind, feet, hands. Yeah, you gotta, you gotta see the ball, understand where it's going, get your feet there, then hit the ball, right? So it's like, if there's a technical issue. <laughs> Good one. Wait, wait, can you repeat this, please? Eyes, mind. Eyes, mind, feet, feet hands. hands. You have to see the ball, react with your mind, move your feet and hit the ball. And hit the Great. ball. Great. Exactly, Love right? That. So uh, like, I mean, we make the kids uh, juggle a lot. Okay. It works on hand-eye coordination and stuff, but I, I asked them, I'm like, okay, what's more important, the catching or the throwing, right? And like intuitively, you're like, well, you're missing the, sh the ball, so you think, oh man, it's, it's gotta be the catching, right? But the reality is it's the throwing. Mm -hmm. If you throw it perfectly, the ball lands in your hand, very easy to catch, right? And so with tennis, it's the same thing. People think it's the hitting, but it's the tracking and moving, right? right? And a lot of people talk about footwork, and I'm like, I'm not saying that is wrong. Footwork is very important. However, if it's not combined with tracking, you don't see where the ball's going, you can't read what's coming. Because mm -hmm. right. it's not the height of the ball, it's the, how is your opponent striking the ball? If you can't read that, you're already late, Yeah. right? It's like one plus one is two, but how yeah. you write it is the technique, Yeah. right? But if you don't understand the problem, you know the solution, and then the technique, you can get better at your, your handwriting can get better. Yeah. Right. So I tell the kids, I was like, if you if you can't recognize that one plus one is two and you say three, if you say three, that's a bad mistake. Yeah. Let's call that a bad mistake. Right. And but if you say one plus one is two, but you wrote down three, we can address that. Yeah. But at least you knew it. Yeah. Right. So when you're playing practice matches, I mean, I can go off the deep end. But basically, if you're playing, it's for, it's important to, for the kids to understand what the problem is, what right. the answer is, and what they're trying to do. They're trying to perform that answer. And then you can say, okay, then you can self-correct, right? It's like if I'm shooting at a dartboard, right? If I'm not aiming at the bullseye, then yeah, I can hit the dartboard, but I don't know if I'm getting close to anything, right? right? Yeah. So the more focused I am, the more I understand it, the, the more I can self-correct. I feel like you're so good at explaining things for kids. I feel like a kid right now being explained and I understand perfectly. No, 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 but still, he still didn't respond to my question. <laughs> Today's video is sponsored by Lucky in Love. Gone are the days of ladies golf and tennis apparel that all look the same. Lucky in Love is ushering in a new age. The high-end woman's apparel brings options fit for the modern, expressive woman. Partake in the ultimate luxury and shop Lucky in Love for your new favorite fashion items for women and use code EB20 to get 20% of your next purchase. Okay, when? Yes. Okay, so I mean, well, that's the order, right? So you ask the question, right? When is it important to teach the technique? If you can't perceive, if you can't receive the ball and understand that this ball's coming at this speed and, and with this spin, yeah. 
yeah. it's very hard to have good technique. Like for example, can I can I get that water bottle, please? Sure. There you go. <laughs> Here you go. Ready? So grab grab this water bottle. Grab no. it. Okay. Your arm is extended, right? Okay. Put it down. Grab the water bottle. It's too close. But if you can't, if the second the ball gets in too close to you, right? But the ball's coming. It's in motion. If you can't time it properly, then how are you going to have good technique? You can learn perfect technique. However, if it doesn't translate into timing, tracking and moving and then timing the ball, timing your stroke, you will have that technique. Right. Right. And then coupled with that, right, chicken or the egg, right? So if, if when you're, this is what happens with a lot of young players, right? So when they're younger, they see the pros hit the ball hard, but they don't know how to hit the ball hard. Yeah. So what do they do? It's intuitive. I have the racket. Let me muscle the hell out of it. Yeah. Right? And then what happens is they get good results. They get praised for those results. Yeah. And what ends up happening is it's a it's a loop. Mm-hmm. Positive feedback loop. Right? Okay, I want, I muscled the hell out of this. If you're playing on a small, on a big court and you're small, you hit the ball either hard or you push. If you hit the ball hard, people praise it because it seems so amazing. Mm-hmm. But as you get older, when do you change it? Because now your self-worth is tied to your... Wow. To the to the yeah. results. Yeah. So then it's this, it's so hard to change mm. technique when you get older because now your self-worth is tied to it. Right. So you have to go through a you have to go through a dip in results. And now your friends are saying, Oh my god, she lost it. He lost to this person. Mm. And then it just becomes and then it's just a downward spiral. Yeah. Right? So it's, it's I think it's the most important at the foundational level to get not everything right or everything completed, but everything understood. Right. Understood, yeah. So she wants to still know what age, right? <laughs> still know what's Well, it's a process. No, it's everybody's process. different. Yeah, everybody's exactly. different. Okay. There's, no, there's no age. And I, I agree with that. There's no like, okay, right. when they're eight, when they're nine, they're, no. Like you said, that's exactly, I agree with that 100%. Because you, can you have, because I, like, thinking about like adults, for example, yeah. if you get an absolute beginner. Yep. It can also apply to them, no? Like maybe they can start with kind of more touches on the ball, more like, you know what I mean? Even if they're like, Absolutely. their minds are completely developed, but they also have to like, even if, if they're not kids, it- Progression is progression. For any, any- If you're if you're an adult learning math for the first time, if you're a baby, right. <laughs> like, it's still one plus one exactly. before we move up, right? And yes. I think we get that, it's hard because the education isn't out there. So if, if I see Jane, hitting the ball, whether it's, and my eye's not trained, I'm like, wow, she's hitting the ball so hard. Right. Yeah. It's the coach's responsibility to educate. Right. And a lot of people, it's like, if they can't articulate it well, mm. well then how do I, how do I change their perspective if they're not willing to listen? Right. Or if I'm not able to communicate it? Right. Makes sense. Um, Sorry, I just, this just came to mind. Do you know I played soccer with the owner of Pro World yesterday? You did? He's a young guy, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's a nice guy. Lorenzo? Pretty good soccer oh, player as well. Yeah. Amazing, amazing. Yeah. Where did you play? Uh, Rick Macy on the uh, field. Since when do you play soccer? I played soccer my whole life. Oh, <laughs> this is how well she knows me. Yeah, yeah, apparently. Fantastic. Good like, to know. when was the last time you played soccer around here? I played like Friday usually. You never told me. Oh, that's this. okay. It's okay. It's okay. You don't know much about my life. I can't just fine. stop it. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> focus. Focus. Um, <laughs> we have. 10 minutes that went on by the fa- Listen. That went by so what? fast. Shh. No, but I can, I can dive in a little deeper, right? So when it comes to the technique, so what happens is a lot of people, when they're teaching the technique, 
they'll say, oh, the technique is incorrect, but they won't dive deeper. And it's like, oh, well, maybe their core isn't strong enough. Their legs aren't strong enough. Right. They lack mobility. Yeah. So we say everyone has their own technique. And I'm not, I mean, I'll, I'm not gonna go off the deep end there, but the reality is the longer the lever, the more easily you can apply force, yeah. right? You can generate force. So if the power comes from the legs, then this is the delivery, yeah. right? And so the reality is if you're not able to do it, unless you have a skeletal issue, yeah. Right? Means, okay, my, my arm can't extend. Fine. Completely understood. I get it. But if we're talking about efficient weight transfer and efficient striking mechanics, you're looking at the longer the lever. Yeah. It's like, it's like a, I'm not going to name names, but like there are certain players on tour that if you ask them, even though they're ranked really high, would you take Alcaraz's forehand? Yeah, of course. Would you take Federer? Yeah, of course. Rafa's? Of course. Dimitrov's? Of course. Right? So... It's, it's more about fixing the core issues versus saying, well, everyone is different. Yes, but if you have a, if you have a weakness or mobility issue, flexibility issue, fix those, which a lot of tennis coaches are like, that's out of my domain. It should be in your domain. Yeah, mm. it definitely should. Right. But this ties in perfectly into... The forehand angle. Not angels. <laughs> angle. Angle this is amazing yes um did you come up with this idea yeah, like yeah. it was your idea yes 100 percent. yes how did you come up with it like one day or you've no okay tell me I, I don't know why i'm guessing how did you come up with it well i mean i mean shout out to current verma right so i was working with him um and we were working on his forehand and i had a medicine ball under his arm Oh, a and medicine ball, like a small one? It was actually a big one. The only one I had is a soft one. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's, he's, he's an adult. He's a strong guy. <laughs> and, um, and I was like, oh, this, I mean, it literally keeps everything perfect. Mm -hmm. Right? Because usually you see coaches put tennis ball or something under mm -hmm. their arm. And I'm like, well, and it was too big. Right? But I'm like, whatever. It's something. It's, it's just, let me, he had a complete overhaul. Change his grip, swing path, complete change. His forehand's looking great. Literally looking really great right now. Um, we need to find the clip and oh, I will send me the clip of his forehand so then we can plug that in. It's quite intense, yeah. And um, I was like, if there was something that was just the perfect angle, yeah. right? That I means mm -hmm. the angle that that's your striking angle because your prep angle, everyone can have different preparations. Mm -hmm. However, like you have Rafa who's had fifty thousand different preparations. Yeah, you know. It's very low, very low angle. Anc Alcaraz has a super high angle. Yeah. And then you have Federer who's kind of like right in between. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, at least we can have a framework for which to teach the forehand. Right. Whereas, okay, well, I can just put it there. And then if it's strapped in, if you want to raise the elbow and then come down into the appropriate striking for oh. waist level, by the way, waist level, not high ball. I know high ball is different. I know low ball is different. But we're talking about just waist level. Um, then the kids can have can have a solid understanding of what they're repeating. What a lot of coaches will do, like hands on the wall or some something else, right? Hey, and hey, it's hey, like, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> <laughs> we do that. We do that well, big I mean, time. Well, what I'm saying, it's well, it's there's no other way. It's like, how do you That's do true. it? Mm -hmm. How do you do it when the kids have no clue about their, they have no self awareness yet. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So you want that physical feedback, that kinesthetic feedback. Where I'm not saying they're gonna get it right away. They're not. I'm telling you right now, they're not gonna get it right yeah. away. However, if they can take this home, when they they work on the court and they go and they 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 take it home, and they shadow 
They get the iCoach, shout out to the iCoach, and you go and you just repeat it. At least they have a framework in which you're giving, you're cueing them. Mm -hmm. It minimizes problems. Right. It minimizes it. It doesn't take away because there will always be somebody who has some crazy thing going on that you have to kind of restructure right. and resequence, which is extremely important. Resequencing, right? If you look at Djokovic's forehand versus Alcaraz's forehand, there's a sequencing difference. Not a lot, but there is, right? Meaning like when the arm, how the arm travels and when the body rotates. If you sequence it correctly, then you're gonna, the hand's gonna be more out in front, right? right? So this at least gives a framework for coaches to kind of guide their students along, right? right? That's like the most important thing because if you just, if you, if you, I mean, it's hard as coaches. It's like, okay, use arms up, more space. And then, yeah, you have the more space and you have coaches that are like, no, you have to have the elbow super high. Why? Because it stops this from happening. Yeah, it does, but it doesn't stop this from happening. It yeah. doesn't stop your elbow from coming yeah. in, yeah. right? So we try to solve this problem with this solution, but then well, this yeah. solution causes this problem, yeah. right? And if tennis is a game of space and time, then the more time I take to prepare, the less time I have right. to take away. Right. And I want to take away time. That's why Roger's forehand, although I wish he had, you know, a little bit of what Alcaraz has, which is amazing defense doing the reverse forehand, if he had a, a little more balance, I mean, his forehand is the most so, the most efficient, in my opinion, right? It takes the least amount of time to prepare and the least amount of time to go from loading to unloading, mm -hmm. right? That's all time. That's just, that's mm -hmm. all it is. Yeah. If I have more time, I can take a bigger prep. Fine. I'm not saying you can't take a bigger prep. However, it should be situational, right. in my opinion. Right. That's great. I first saw, saw this because uh, Emma was using it for, you were training for a tournament, I think. We're warming up one day or something. Mm -hmm. the first time. Yeah, yeah, I was using it. If she started winning Grand Slams, she's going to promote this. I think, Let's go. I'm Emma Burjik and I use the angles. <laughs> um, but no, she was using it and I think it's really important because you explained to her mm -hmm. when, you, when she started using it, the positions, right? Mm -hmm. So like you were explaining how like you load to a certain point with the elbow bent a little bit, mm -hmm. so it can't be like completely straight. Mm -hmm. um, then it was like dropping the racket and then extending through. Mm -hmm. I think that that was really important because I, I did it like when I first saw it, I was like, so what do I do now? You know, but you explained what he explained of like the, the steps that you that you have. So I feel like this combined to like the knowledge that you're explaining now of the sequence, if you can go more into that. Well, I will have a, I'm working on an at-home course. Okay. You can yeah. follow along with it. So, um, but like in in, a, in summary, what are the, the things you go through? Like once you start practicing, like the sequence, do you divide it in steps? Perfect, or? perfect, right. So I'm, I'm gonna go for it briefly. You guys can get the course when you want to. <laughs> when you hear the rest. But essentially, no, no, I mean, it's because it's, it's just more detail. Yeah, yeah. There's you more to it. And, and pay online. It's not it's that not I'm trying just, to hold back. But it's not just putting it there and okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, right. not at all. I mean. Or you can check his Instagram videos. Sure, sure, absolutely. <laughs> but so basically, the power comes from your legs. And the issue is because it's, it's, there's so many levels to it, but the reality is as the kids are learning how to, how to track the ball, what they end up doing is they don't get their feet in position, which for kids, the tracking movie is most important. And they say, okay, well, I still want power. And it's like a kid who's like, I want good grades, but I didn't study. Okay, I'll cheat. You know, it's like, <laughs> you just do, you do what you gotta do, right? And yeah, so people yeah. say, oh, <laughs> I can still get power. They just muscle the hell out of it. Right. Yeah. But if you if you take the time to sequence it, where it's like eyes, mind, feet, get your feet in position, and coil. Like I, I tell, I give the analogy where it's like your arms are like the steering wheel, right? You steer the car, right? But your legs are the power and where the engine is, right? And so it's like I'm not going to try to create power while I'm steering <laughs> with the steering. Yeah. Right. right. So if things are if things are muddy, 
You know, it's like, it's not gonna have clarity, mm-hmm. right? So I can't get the most out of all the body parts if they're competing, right? Right. But mm-hmm. if I can create this kinetic chain, starting power comes from the lower body and speed, I can generate speed with my arm and hand, right? Kind of guide the energy with my arm, but accelerate with the hand. Then I have everything in nice, beautiful sequence. Mm. All right? Very interesting. Very um, interesting. I, okay, in my opinion, as a coach and as a player mm-hmm, now, mm-hmm. as well. No, yep. I mean, it's not like <laughs> I wasn't a player, but I'm gonna be, again, a great player. But anyways, I struggle a lot with, uh, with keeping my mm-hmm. elbow too close when I hit, mm-hmm. you know? And this, this is not a quick fix. If somebody thinks, okay, I'm gonna do this, like you said, okay, I'm gonna do this mm-hmm. and it's going to happen. No, but like if you are doing it, if you're at home shadow swinging in front of the mirror, looking, and then you're creating that, like you said, um, the, how you say that word? Kinesthetic. Kinesthetic. Kinesthetic feedback, yeah. Kinesthetic, because you feel it. You feel it and then you go on court and then you feel what you're doing, right? But it's repetition, repetition, and being disciplined about mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. But if you really follow the steps, the sequences, and the, everything that you're doing, you will really notice the difference. Nobody's promising you here, yes, you're going to have Alcaraz's forehand, right? But I love, I love how simple it is. <laughs> Right? It's not so complicated, I have to do this, this. No, I put it here, I strap it, and that's it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, that's what I love about it, because there's so many like different teaching gates out there, they're just like, this is too much, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is too much. But anyways, I, if you want to buy this, what's the website? Angleslikeapro.com Angles like, like a product. Because angles.com was just too expensive. Can you? Really? <laughs> it's $45,000. Oh my no. God. Yeah, yeah. No, wait, wait, wait. I didn't finish. So angles like a pro, pro. Yes. <laughs> angles like a pro.com. And then if you want 10% off, use Emma. What? 10. She has a code? Yes. Oh my you God. Want, you want it? You want to? Can I have a code? code? Yeah, of course. No way. No, you can't. Why? You said I can. No, you can't. Jose 10. Only for Emma. No. Jose, Jose no. 7. No. Jose 7? Uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Can Wait, you hit balls I, with this? I, I no? did not finish. Yeah. You can hit balls? Yeah. yeah. Wrong. I did okay. You can what? Hit balls. I thought it was only for shadow swings. No, no, no. No, 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 no. Well, that's why we're going on the court now and then. He could show you all the steps, but you can't come with us. Business Anyways, man. use Emacan <laughs> for ten percent top, and um, and and that's it. Okay. Soon, Jose seven to, to get twenty percent off. To get seven. I don't have the same off. number as you. Because ten is for ten percent. Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. god! It's a learning process, guys. <laughs> I'll get Jose twenty. <laughs> Once you become an influencer, maybe. No, I don't want to be an influencer, but I will get my phone. I mean, you already are, really, kind of. I love this, though. Podcast is super cool, because we met... It's really cool how how many people we've met. Mm -hmm. Well, she she knows... You you met. I've met a lot of people. A lot of people, which is great. Yeah. Uh, And it's it's been fantastic. But, yeah. um, I don't know if you have any other questions. Do you want to ask him anything? Because that can be the Do you play other sports? I'm just going to get off track of this. I just want to know. Yeah, no, I mean, to be honest, listen... uh, for, for those of you who have kids, play as many sports as you can, please. <laughs> yes. Be athletic. I tell the kids, this, I was like, you're not going to be a professional tennis player. Be a professional athlete who plays tennis. Yes. Mm. Like, just do I that. I love that. Yeah, that's the I most important. That. But okay. no, 
Unfortunately, oh, no. Unfortunately, no. <laughs> like, like, so many words are fantastic. I personally don't, but no, no, no. I, I unfortunately, I just that was not the path that okay. I was taken on. Yeah. Right. right? Yeah. How, however, I tried dribbling the ball with so soccer. I work. You know, it's like you still want to work on skills, mm -hmm. right? It's the cross training of it, right? right. So, um, like like I said, all of our kids, we do soccer, tennis, we warm up juggling i mean it's it's about it's about creating the athlete and the most important thing with the, that we really focus on with the kids is giving just giving them the thought process right so it's like yeah we we, could, we only have let's say two and a half hours right tennis and fitness but it shouldn't end there you know mm -hmm. right. so it's like what do you do on your own your own time i <laughs> you know it might be too much but i mean i tell the kids i'm like listen as much as your parents love you they're living their life and you're living your life. You have to eventually learn that mm. that you are responsible for it. Right. When they go sleep, or when they're when they're you know doing whatever they're doing, how do you spend your time? Right. That's your responsibility. Right. Um, and accountability is Everything the most now. important thing to that. teach kids. That's great. Did you play all sports growing up? Yeah, actually. What? Um, I did track and field. Um, I did. <laughs> you're so slow now. I was what, good what at long you? distance, oh, okay. <laughs> never short. Um, volleyball, oh, nice. basketball, okay. swimming. Okay, but I'm still not a good athlete. <laughs> <laughs> it's a process. It's a process. <laughs> um, just the last question: Do you have a tennis book you would recommend to audience that you don't read? <laughs> no. <laughs> what was that? Um, I mean, Winning Ugly by Brad Gilbert is really good. Classic. Winning Ugly? Classic, yeah, Winning Ugly. You haven't heard of that one? No. That's good, you would like that one. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I forget the title of it, but, um, I mean, it's an extremely popular book. I'm surprised I'm not, I don't remember it, but, um, it's, it's the mental side of it. I think Inside, Inside Game? Or the... Inner Game. Inner Game. Inner, inner game. game, yes. I mean, inner amazing. Excellence? Or Inner Excellence? Inner Excellence? No, Inner Game. The Inner, inner game. game. Yeah, oh. I think that would... I was so excited. I, thought I read that excellent. book a long time ago, but it has impacted me tre game. tremendously. Yeah. Is that a tennis book? Yeah. Have you read Inner Excellence? No, I've not. Fantastic book. Well, you know what? I was trying to get the the author. If you can read it, it's like the book. It's like one of those books that you feel like you can really change your life. Like it's incredible. So it's more about life, but for athletes. Got you it. Know? It's amazing. And I'm trying. We should get try to get the author to go to come to the podcast. But I heard a podcast that he got invited to, and he has less followers than you. So we can get him. That would be so cool, honestly. I think, yeah. If you're we'll, we'll Jim Murphy, it. if you're hearing this, <laughs> I don't know where I'm looking at. Um, text them out, please. Okay, I'll DM him. Yeah. Um, okay. Slide in the DMs. Anyways, thank you so much again for your no, time. Thank you this guys. was so fun, and I wish you luck with your product and with everything in your coaching career. I know you're gonna do great things, and I'm sure I'm gonna. We're gonna be seeing you around. Hundred percent, hundred. Thank you guys so much for having thank me. Thank you, man. Thank, thank you, you, thank and, you, and, and good luck for on your journey. Thank you. It's, I'll, yeah. it's, a, it's a tough one. It's a and tough I respect one. it. I love it. It's a tough one. She's a tough you know, woman, though. I'm a tough woman, and it wouldn't be fun otherwise. Hundred percent. It was easy. Like, yeah. come on. Anyways, <laughs> thank you everyone for for following, for watching, and we'll see you next time. Yep. Thank you for watching, guys. Today's episode is sponsored by Matchset. Mapset is an amazing company that provides players with incredible equipment and apparel. With Matchset, equipment does matter and they make sure it won't slow you down. Use code TENNISWITHEMMA to get 10% of match tennis today.
Thank you so much for supporting and listening to our podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media. And be sure to listen to next week's episode of the amazing tennis podcast.